Good morning. Good morning. And welcome on this absolutely wonderful Columbus Day Sunday, and we're glad to have you all with us this morning. For uh, this morning, we also have the great joy of welcoming into the household of God, Zelda Marie, and so we're glad to have her and her family with us this morning. At this time, I invite everyone to please stand up and join in singing hymn 410. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is one body and one spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we pray that your grace may always precede and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. 
multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the second letter of Paul to Timothy. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, of which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words which, do not, which, does, not, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn 628. Let us sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third immediately after. So I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 628, found in the blue hymnals.
holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. If I were to declare a theme that ran through the last few weeks for me, that theme would be baptism. It was unbelievable how many times in conversation with Pastor O'Care, the concept and the discussion of baptism came forward. It became, began just over two weeks ago when I was asked to come to the bedside of one who is in their final days. The individual in contact me texted me and said, I am a lost sheep and need to find my way. When we met, his question was very simple. I've lost my way. I have turned my back. Even though I was baptized and raised in the church, is there still hope for me? What was wonderful in that moment, as that person's priest, I was able to speak with him with absolute assurance just by the very fact that he was asking those questions, that he had seen he had gone wrong, that he had nothing to fear. Because he was baptized, because on the day of his baptism he was marked as Christ's own forever, and that in the vows of baptism that we take we say that we promise that when we fall away into sin, I'm paraphrasing, we simply repent and return to the Lord. And so it was with those words that I was able to assuage the fear of this one prodigal child to begin facing his final days with courage and assurance in the resurrected life. Last Saturday, after I presented to 75 people safe church training, one individual came up to me and asked me why there wasn't a lot of scripture peppered through the training and that it felt more like it was a secular training than a church training. And I was able to say to him, in the beginning of the presentation, we talked about how this training was founded in our baptismal covenant. 
Here, a lifelong and active Episcopalian had no concept about what I was talking about. But I reminded him of the bishop in the beginning that said, as Christians, as baptized people, we promise to see Christ in all people. We promise to seek and serve justice by recognizing or maintaining the dignity of every human being. And with that as the foundation for our training in safe church, we were able to move forward. He was pleased with that analysis. And then this week, as we prepared for this Sunday, I had the joy of meeting with Zelda Marie's parents and godparents and talked to them about the fullness of baptism itself. Not just about baptism as a washing away or cleansing ourselves of original sin, but about baptism as dying with Christ in old life and rising in resurrection to new life in this very moment. That we as baptized people automatically are part of the household of God, the church, and commissioned as ministers of Christ in the world. That is the fullness of baptism that so often we live our lives so fully unaware of. So often we look at this moment of baptism as simply an endpoint and not as a beginning. Just like our confirmands who, no matter how hard I try to convince them otherwise, confirmation is not graduation, but the beginning of life in a relationship as an adult with God. We are just like the lepers in this morning's gospel. We live somewhere in that luminal space between Samaria and Galilee, somewhere between life in this world and life in the kingdom of God. And we, like the lepers, when faced with God, are aware of the fact that we are truly unclean, except for the grace of God. And yes, these ten people come to Jesus knowing that they are unclean, living sort of on the edge of life and death because of their uncleanness. They were not allowed to be part of regular society. And no matter what their rank was in the social order, if one developed a leprosy, one was forced to live on the outskirts. In one passage, we know they lived among the caves, the same sorts of places that the dead were placed in upon burial. So these people, unclean, deemed unworthy of being able to live among society, approach Jesus for healing. Now it's interesting, at least oftentimes, maybe not in this passage, but we hear Jesus ask people who approach him for healing with the question, do you wish to be made well? And in many cases, we sit there and we ask ourselves this question, well, why did he even ask? Isn't it pretty obvious the lame person wants to be able to walk? The blind person wants to be able to see the deaf person to hear? The lepers to be made clean and restored? But what we don't pick up on in the language and the interpretation of Luke is that he is pushing for a greater nuance in what Jesus is saying. To be healed means to take care of the physicality of one's illness. It is simply about the skin depth of being made clean in this circumstance, or the physical ability to see. 
to be made well is better defined as to be made whole by God. And it is only through God that we are able to be made whole. It is when we allow the grace of God as given to us through baptism, as assured to us through the cross, when we allow that to go beyond skin depth, to penetrate fully into the very depths of our soul, that we begin to have the possibility of growing in Christ and being transformed and our relationship with God to be made whole. Martin Luther, the 15th century German reformer, when talking about baptism and conversion, also talked about the concept of sanctification. In that concept, what Martin Luther tells us is that with conversion, with baptism, we don't come to an end point, but we come to a beginning point, a beginning point of journeying with Christ and growing towards becoming more Christ-like, which is finally culminated when we are truly made whole at the moment of our deaths itself. So when the Samaritan leper sees that he is clean. In his rejoicing also realizes that what Christ has given him is something far greater than just clean skin. But he is truly clean and healed inside and out. He is now free of the bonds and chains of this world that Paul so wonderfully mentions in his letter today. And he is set free to seek the kingdom of God, perfect relationship with the Creator, and the assurance with the crucifixion of eternal life as one with that who made us. So today, as we all repeat and reaffirm our baptismal vows, the challenge that comes into us is not so much, do you agree? But are you willing to let these vows move deeply into your soul? And to allow your baptism not to be just something that happened way back when. But something that continues to transform you. And allows you to grow further and deeper in wholeness with God through Christ. Amen. While the congregation remains seated, I invite the parents and godparents to please stand. The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. We present Zelda Marie to receive the sacrament of baptism. Will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith? I will with God's help. Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? I do. do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? I do. Now to the congregation I ask, will you who witness these vows 
do all in your power to support this person in her life in Christ. We will. I invite the congregation to please stand. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? believe in God the Holy Spirit. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people? and respect the dignity of every human being. Let us now pray for this child who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver her, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your body and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach her to love others in the prayer of the spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send her into the world in witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your peace and glory. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Let us join in singing hymn 510.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, the lead to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Okay, it's time. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sins and have raised her to new life of grace. Sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart. Give a spirit to know joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Zelda Marie, you are sealed Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And, also with you. and welcome to Zelda Marie. <laughs> and let us share the love of Christ with each other. I'd like to at this time invite anyone who has a birthday or wedding anniversary during the month of October to please come forward. Oh boy. I know there's at least one. I don't know why. Because <laughs> he's a blabbermouth. Actually, I know there's at least one more back there who's, not, who's a little too shy to come up. So again, anyone who has a birthday or anniversary during the month of October. It is. So birthdays over this way, anniversaries, your anniversary. All right. So the Lord be with you. O oh God, our times are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray, on your servants as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace and strengthen their trust in your goodness all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O oh God, you have so consecrated the covenant of marriage that in it is represented the spiritual unity between Christ and his church. Send, therefore, your blessing upon these, your servant, that they may continue to so love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness and patience, in wisdom and true godliness, that their home may continue to be a haven of blessing and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. You can feel it working. Well, before you sit down, Ron, we have announcements, and Ron will give you the first announcement. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. This Thursday, 6 o'clock, is our monthly church supper. It's going to be spaghetti, where some pasta, you know, 
nothing fancy. Uh, but all are welcome, <laughs> all are invited, and we usually have a lot more left over. So why don't you come and if you have ungrateful teenagers or whatever, bring them or a container because we have, you know, waste not, want not. And it's pretty good. It's a home-cooked meal. So that's, <laughs> that's that. All right. So, so that's Thursday at 6. At 7 o'clock on Thursday, we will have our regular Thursday Bible study. It is typically on Zoom, but for those who come for dinner, if you'd like to stay an additional hour, you're invited to join me in the conference room, and we'll do a uh, hybrid version of our Bible study, and it's just an opportunity to try it out. See if you like it. You're already here. Why not? And as I say to people in terms of Thursday dinners, you had to clean up the kitchen that morning anyway. You may as well keep it clean for a few more hours. So come join us and let us make a mess of our kitchen here at St. Peter's. It's a great joy to do that. Also, tomorrow is a beach cleanup morning with Congregation Beth David. That will take place at 10.30 tomorrow morning at the Narragansett um, Town Beach. There will be refreshments provided by the uh, Congregation Beth David immediately following. There is a sign-up in the back of the church for that, um, or just come and be part of it. We'd love to have you. And for those who did not see The Independent this week, we had a wonderful article about our 30-year relationship, worshiping together and praying together side by side. And now as we move our uh, relationship out into the world so all can see that people with some differences, actually rather minor in this case we discover all the time, uh, can truly work together in harmony and in fellowship under the guise of our loving God that we worship together um, as well. So please come and be part of that day. It should be um, absolutely a good day and hopefully the weather is as beautiful as it is today. They are providing all the necessary equipment, bags, gloves, etc. So we just have to show up. So that's tomorrow. I do have a couple of other things to discuss with the congregation at this point. Number one, come the last weekend of October, our booklets that we're having every week are going to start to disappear. We're going through a lot of paper, and we will begin producing basically a seasonal service book, similar to what we have, to be placed in the pews. And then starting, on that, starting in November, um, you'll receive a service sheet, which will have announcements on one side, the readings, and the hymns on the other. That'll help us begin to cut back on the paper that we're sending out to recycling um, every month and hopefully be a cost-cutting sa savings now that we're no longer required um, to have individual um, booklets um, through COVID. The other question I do have for this congregation at this point is as we move into November, uh, the Omicron um, bivalent, was it the bivalent? Bivalent uh, vaccine is out. Do we as a congregation want to begin the process of moving back towards receiving from the cup directly? Currently, the diocese is permitting us to do that. But as I said to the eight o'clock um, congregation, just because we can doesn't mean we have to. And so I want to get some feedback on those issues. And a final thing that I want to cover briefly is for those who read the Boston Globe. There was an article that came out about the um, way in which the URI farm is helping to um, reduce food insecurity on URI's campus. And the reason I bring that up is for that since May, the community market has been filling 17 to 30 orders a week for URI. And the way the article read is almost as if URI has it all handled. It was very inaccurate. And sadly, they did not take the time to actually interview the people we work in partnership with both Rody Outpost and the uh, Department of um, Student Affairs slash um, Student Advocacy. And we are lucky to have Jackie Springer, who is the dean of that department, come down on Friday to speak to our volunteers. And what she told us is that they are assuming about 30% of Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island students are food insecure, many of which are the, is the population we are serving, which are foreign grad students who do not qualify for SNAP and their spouses do not qualify for work outside of or off campus. That is the 
that is the target audience that we've been serving and continue to serve and continue to be, need to be served. And so while that article made it sound otherwise, the truth of the matter is, even though URI has just secured warehouse space for Rody Outpost on campus that now gives them uh, the ability to have refrigerators and set up in much the same way that um, Johnny Cake Center is, because they're a state agency, they don't have access to the same food we have access to. And so therefore, our partnership will need to continue. So if you hear people saying, URI's got it all sewed up, the answer is no, they don't. And yes, the community market is still needed in partnership with them. That's, on some level, good news. It also gives us a wonderful challenge. We need volunteers on Friday afternoon. We need volunteers between 2 and 3.30 to help fill orders. Right now, 30 of which are going to URI. 30 or more are being picked up here at the community market to uh, serve our guests who come here. And then we need a handful at about 4.45 to come in for about 20 minutes to help clean up all the food and put it away. The other challenge it has placed us with is our food orders are skyrocketing. And the prices of food are skyrocketing. And we are blessed that the community market has a good cushion. That cushion is beginning to go down quickly. And so what I do ask of everyone here as you begin thinking about your um, holiday uh, nonprofit, uh, the word's out of my head, Charitable giving, thank you, that's the word I was. If you're thinking about your charitable giving this year, to please kindly consider the community market and what they're doing. Also, good news is the Episcopal Charities, as part of our diocese, has given us a grant this year of $2,000, and that was applied for last spring. And then in speaking with Betsy Fornell, who runs the Episcopal Charities, they are willing to give us an emergency grant of another $1,000 to help us with the increase in need. So there's a lot of support for what we're doing. It's wonderful that we have these partnerships, and it's something that we as a congregation should celebrate, and at the same time, let others know what we're doing and ask them for their support as well. I think that covers everything that went on this week. So with that, Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
Just one liturgical note, the chant line for the Sursum Corda is different than what we're used to. This morning I ask everyone to please ignore the notes and just respond with what we already know. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We praise you and we bless you. Holy and gracious God, source of life abundant, from before time you made ready the creation. Your spirit moved over the deep and brought all things into being. Sun, moon, and stars, earth, winds, and waters, and every living thing. You made us in your image and taught us to walk in your ways. But we rebelled against you and wandered far away. And yet, as a mother cares for her children, you would not forget us. Time and again you called us to live in the fullness of your love. And so this day we join with saints and angels in the chorus of praise that rings through eternity, lifting our voices and magnifying you as we sing. praise to you, holy and living God, to deliver us from the power of sin and death, and to reveal the riches of your grace. You looked with favor upon Mary, your willing servant, that she might conceive and bear a son, Jesus, the holy child of God, living among us. Jesus loved us. He broke bread with outcasts and sinners healed the sick, proclaimed good news to the poor. He yearned to draw all the world to himself, yet we were heedless of his call to walk in love. Then the time came for him to complete upon the cross the sacrifice of his life and to be glorified by you. On the night before he died for us, Jesus was at table. With his friends, he took bread gave thanks to you, broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine. Again he gave thanks to you, gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Now gathered at your table, O God of all creation, and remembering Christ, crucified and risen, who was and is and is to come, we offer to you our gifts of bread and wine and ourselves a living sacrifice, 
pour out your spirit upon these gifts that they may be the body and blood of christ breathe your spirit over the whole earth and make us your new creation the body of christ given for the world you have made in the fullness of time bring us with the blessed virgin mary peter our patron and all your saints from every tribe and language and people and nation to feast at the banquet prepared from the foundation of the world through christ and with christ and in christ in the unity of the holy spirit to you be honor glory and praise forever and ever amen, amen. And now as our savior christ has taught us we are bold to say our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen alleluia christ our passover is sacrificed for us therefore let us keep the feast alleluia the gifts of god for the people of god take them in remembrance that christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ in one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world 
and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 411. <laughs>